Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu. Every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. Kaya FM 95.9. I thought that was such an important discussion that we had when Mahota, um, uh, and, and I think the most important points coming out of that discussion is that under, you need to understand your profile. You need to understand where you are in your finances um, w- in order to take the next step. So once you have that down, um, speak to somebody, find help. That's the only way. If you're going to stay quiet and run away from it, you're not helping yourself, you're not helping anybody and you're probably just going to dig yourself into a deeper hole so I think really really important to do that. Now uh, going forward we're going to be talking about a new survey that was conducted by YPO. YPO is a global community of leadership executives and YPO held this you know conducted the survey earlier this month and um, you know, it was done amongst, um, well, yeah, about three and a half thousand chief executives globally. And it, they found that the impact of COVID-19 poses a severe threat to all of their businesses. African business leaders specifically say their outlook has significantly worsened over the last month. So how will they get through this situation, navigate these uncharted waters once everything goes back to normal. I don't think it will ever be the same again, but once we reopen for economic activity, um, what happens then? Will all of these businesses still be around? Will they be able to continue as they were doing business before the lockdown, for instance? My guest this evening is Loic Poches and... um, He's the Managing Director of Disruptive Leap and he's also a YPO a member and he was part of the survey. Loic, thank you very much for your time this evening. Thank you for having me, Sumitra. I think let's let's start with the survey. I mean, you know, I think it's it's pretty um it's pretty known to everybody that these are really, really tough times. We haven't seen this kind of economic disruption before, but it also calls for disruptive leadership. What were leaders saying in the survey on what they're going to do once we go back to, well, we're going to call it normal for now, but once we go back to business? So I think the survey was really about measuring the metrics and the perception uh, of CEOs about the the world to come and uh, the months to come. Um, I think it didn't highlight a, a number of um, of practical areas of uh, of improvements in the survey itself. Now, in the YPO network, with about 30,000 chief executives globally, a number of initiatives uh, to uh, have taken place to essentially in the very short term it's 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 very much of a liquidity crisis so so cash is king and it's very much about managing um your employees working from home your the safety of your employees and uh, then negotiating your your payment holidays and so on and so forth now the problem with all of the above it's it's what i call uh, the 80 20 essentially we spend 80 percent of our time inward looking at uh, whatever we could do the, the problem with that is that it doesn't necessarily give us uh, an or business an, another lease of li- on life and so what we strongly suggest is to look outside of the business for short-term opportunities to extend the, the runway to 
to list your core skills and capabilities and assets um, to view that through a fresh lens and to really take um, take advantage in, in, in almost the very much immediate next few months of new opportunities. So your your traditional business may or may not survive, but, but will definitely be uh, harmed in, in the process with very slow prospects of recovery. Now is the time that we have a little bit of our backs um, against the wall to look at um, digitalization, fresh approaches, new business models with, with extraordinary simplicity and, and, um, and speed, actually, to, um, to extend that lease on life. My guest this evening is Loic Poches, and he is uh, the MD of Disruptive Leaf. He's also a, a YPO member, and YPO is a global community of leadership executives. So, Loic, I mean, you talk about, you know, looking at new opportunities to extend the business runway. Um, what are some of those business opportunities that have, I mean, you know, considering that we're in a crisis and people have never found themselves, you know, in, in this kind of lockdown before, um, is it also helpful? Helping leaders and businesses think out of the box to be more creative than ever before. Yes, I, I think so. Um, th- there was a, a quick joke on, on LinkedIn saying, who drives digitalization in your business? Option one, the CEO. Option two, the CFO. Option three, the COVID. And the truth is, when we're forced to take quick action, then, then we just have to. When, um, to do, do the South African saying, we, we make a plan. And so let me take maybe a couple of examples. So the first thing one should do is to define one's runway. Like how long uh, will you, uh, sitting on your current cash reserves, how long can you hold on? And that defines the speed at which you have to think of other opportunities. Once you've defined your runways, you should list your core skills, capabilities and assets in a fresh um, uh, angle, in a fresh way. Let me take an example. I I was talking to the CEO of one of the largest uh, mining companies and his question was, well, what do you mean? We do mining. And I said, but hang on, you have been forced to do solar and renewable energies off the grid. Now you have a capable team doing that. Is that an opportunity? You've been forced to understand local communities and to to work with them. Uh, Silicon Valley people haven't. So this could be an asset. Uh, You've been forced to apply um, a smart and efficient fleet of vehicle and and IoT on, on on your internal fleet of vehicle now. That is something that could be useful to someone. So if you look at what you do in new ways, um, you could see opportunities uh, arising. Let let me take another example. Um, The CEO of a handful of plants um, sitting on their machineries with the plants, with the manufacturing plants closed, is thinking, what could I do? But now he has skilled manpower, engineers sitting at home that have done efficient uh, maintenance based on predictive maintenance, based on IoT, based on smart manufacturing and business process automation. And that's something that's out of efficiency they've become good at, which he believes doesn't help right now. But with 80 to 90% of manufacturing capability in lockdown, people have time to listen. And if you tell them, well, maybe we can leverage some of our skills to you, apply them, and we believe we can drive down your cost of maintenance by 10% when you reopen, people will be listening. It's, it's, it's an offer no one can refuse. If you say, 
we will take it from risk, we will take X percent of the cost efficiency, you take uh, another percentage, and all of a sudden you can think in smart ways, in new ways to extend your runway by a month, by two months, by a few months, and all of a sudden you could take advantage of online collaborative uh, platforms of all sorts of exponential tools that are available and that all of a sudden we've become forced to work with. And um, yeah, here are just a couple of uh, practical examples, but I would say the key is in the mindset. So define your runway, list your core skills, capabilities and assets, um, look at the opportunities and so as in who might need some of the, those skills or, or assets or capabilities and then make them an offer. Um, cash is king in these times. So anything that can extend the runway of people will be awesome. It's, for example, in the construction company, as the as we're hitting the, a bit of a recession uh, for the coming um, for the foreseeable future, everyone will sit on machinery and, and equipment. Why don't you put all of that on a platform so that nobody's got to buy, but everyone can lease, and then therefore lower the cost of buying the equipment, lower the balance sheet, and all of a sudden you get a, an income for for your machinery. Um, yeah, so, so, so. I, I think that's so interesting. And, you know, something that comes to mind now, you know, I had a chat with somebody recently and she was saying that her company says, even though, you know, and this was a discussion prior to the latest announcement of moving us from um, level five to level four. So obviously, you know, there's a discussion going on in different corporates. And one of these corporates said that they prefer for all of their staff to remain at home. They actually don't want them to come back because this is working better for them now that they've tried uh, well now that they've been forced to send everyone home and make them work from home they actually found that they're getting more efficiencies their their staff are happier they are more productive so it's interesting that you know sometimes you can actually go you know for for businesses that could have gone into lockdown doing one thing coming out doing something completely different also you know when we look at the use of technologies as well it's a business that could have been you know um um you know in the front you know in the front line uh, service industry and now they're completely they're still service industry but they're completely online so it can you know it's really important what you say about the mindset but how do you actually Absolutely. take that through the business Absolutely. And I think it's really all the technology tools um, are there. They always have been there. The new business models have always been there. The, the, we're, we're essentially, as human beings, um, extraordinarily reluctant to change. And all of a sudden, we've been forced to change. Mm. And we've had a taste of working from home. And to your point, we've enjoyed it. What is that strange concept? of climbing in your car or in a taxi in the morning, spending 90 minutes in traffic and the same in the evenings for the, for the pleasure of clocking at 8 a.m. And, and, you yeah. know, what is that strange concept? And so um, so if, if you are in the real estate, if you are in the, the real estate brokering space, if you are in the office rekitting space, what an extraordinary opportunity to reassess the real estate leases coming to an end in the coming few months and to say, well, do you really need 100% of the space or do you need 40 or 50 or 60% of the space with some hot desking and, and smart um, uh, smart office space and combined space? 
with uh, some work from home and why don't you supply the space with the kitted out um, furniture with the connectivity in the tech platforms and so, so that's extraordinary and all of a sudden why don't we if, if we sit at home why don't we um, explore the, the, the opportunity to freelance um, and mm. to so we've built a business for example entirely on the extraordinary skills of uh, moms at home. And one of the platforms we use is called recruitmymom.co.za. And it's um, skilled, uh, mostly female employees who want the flexibility to work from home, mm-hmm. who want to have a flexibility of time, who have an extraordinary skill set to offer to the world, and who often can't, and who have to downtrade their skills for a half time. And, and so, so we've built a business solely on, on that type of, of, of employees uh, requiring that flexibility, and it works like a charm. In fact, we have uh, hot desking in, in, in leased and shared office space, and we don't have an actual office. Loic, you know, I think that's, that's I, extraordinary. I hear your point, and you know, going back to the mindset, how important then is it for us to have? that kind of mindset amongst CEOs? Because this debate over, you know, working from the office and working from home, some companies have found now that they, you know, once they, once everything goes back, you know, business is open, lockdown is over, they don't need to take a one-year lease on a building that's costing them a million rand, uh, you know, um, a year, for instance. All the employees can work from home because they are more productive. There's no need for micromanaging either. And they save a million in terms of costs on their overheads. So how important is it to have that kind of innovative, that kind of thinking, that kind of mindset in a CEO to drive us into the future? I think, unfortunately, so so to answer your question, I think it's extraordinarily important. Now, the real question is, do you have it or don't you have it? Yeah. And uh, because it's not something so that that you that you you're either almost born with it or, or you, you you learn through great pains to to become a little bit more flexible and, mm. and so on through through life. Um, so so with disruptive leap, we 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 enable businesses of tomorrow and we we handhold organisations in, in exactly that process, and we can almost foretell with with a certain degree uh, of, of of precision. Uh, when we when we talk to CEOs, to to managing directors of organisations, within the first few minutes, we can understand whether they will be open to go on that journey and explore new ways or not. Mm. Uh, I'll give you one example. We uh, in one uh, God-given morning, I, I talked to two senior vice presidents of um, of innovation in one uh, of the large four bank- banks, and the other one in one of the largest oil and gas companies in South Africa, on the continent. And the first one goes to say, well, if you don't have uh, years and years of experience in banking and within banking and investment banking, and what we do is, is extraordinarily complex. So if you don't have the deep knowledge and track record, then I'm afraid you can't help us. And I say, well, absolutely. Thank you for coffee. Have a great day. And, and a few minutes later, I was sitting with the counterpart in the oil and gas company saying, well, what we do is, um, is, is complex and, and, and um, 
you don't have the industry expertise and so on and so forth. And therefore, we are in dire need of your help because we need a fresh look on things and we need to be uh, enabled and helped and assisted because we just fail to think differently. And so to that mindset, I believe that 5 to 10% of organizations will be able to rebound quickly using this an extraordinary amount of business models, innovation methodologies and structures and cases, off-the-shelf um, uh, enablers, uh, uh, leadership courses and so on. There's an extraordinary availability of all of that, but 90% of organizations who will fail will not have given a real try at reinventing themselves, even if we call that the codex uh, paradox or syndrome. Now, on the other side of the coin, whoever has that openness in a mindset can absolutely strive because it's all about extraordinary speed and simplicity. So it doesn't have to be complex. The complexity comes from trying to force ourselves to do something different from or slightly different to what we've been doing in the day to day. But essentially, it's still business. It's still simple, pragmatic principles. I think it's important to I think it's important for us to allow ourselves to actually dig deeper and think about things differently. Um, I think that maybe is a first step in order to take us there. Loic, it's been such an interesting discussion. Thank you so much for your time. Hopefully we can get you on at another time to speak a little bit more on this. It's, it's just really insightful to think about, you know, what goes on in the mind and what's needed to drive us forward. Loic Porches was my guest this evening. Um, and he was talking, uh, talking us through, you know, the survey that was conducted by the Global Community of Leadership Executives, YPO and looking at businesses and how they will rebound after this lockdown. Thank you very much for your time. Coming up next, we are talking to um, Juanita Kumalo, and she's going to share her money lessons with us. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. Kaya FM 95.9. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.